Are you tired of all the dating games, rules, and societal norms that make falling in love confusing and stressful? Then join us as we ditch the script and empower you to establish healthy, conscious relationships. This weekly podcast breaks down popular dating reality television and educates you on healthy versus toxic dating habits. I'm Brianna, a licensed therapist. And I'm Alex, a trauma-informed and certified narcissist recovery coach. Are you ready to ditch the script? We haven't swam in a while in our intro. We haven't, but you know, I actually went in the pool yesterday, so maybe that's where that came from. Tell me about your neighborhood pool party. I had my first neighbor pool party. So like there's, so I live in a really cool spot where there's only six apartments Mm. and three of us out of the six are, we really get along. I mean, we get along with everybody. It's just like, these were the three apartments that came to hang out oh and i was like what's i am the only straight one there yeah i'm the only straight one which is so fun um but yeah my the guys i share a wall with that couple and then my other neighbor beth we all like got in the pool and we beth has been dating someone so we were talking about her and her date and then i've been seeing someone so they wanted to know it to quote one of them they were like we've been seeing a guy leave who is it that was fun oh um, shit they were asking then, they were asking you about your situation oh yeah they wanted to know oh! all the people. i mean we're look these Close people quarters. might be in their 60s yeah but we get together and it's like we're in fucking high school yeah you're so having fun. a kiki so yeah so we were all sitting out by the pool smoking some doobies just that's hysterical. hanging out and talking about our lives and um we all wore sunscreen we had <laughs> snacks we stayed hydrated so it was a good time wow you know so responsible but it's yeah it was nice to like be in the water and just mm. have a really good afternoon with people who are just cool people you know you know what one of my top summer hangs five sensory experiences is tell me flipping around in a pool specifically the feeling of water between my toes while swimming Ooh, like, i love that mm, that's i'm gonna have to pay more attention yeah. to that next it's time. different than just dipping feet in toes also really incredible but it's not gonna be on my top five list i'm talking like you're swimming around yeah. There's some You're going somewhere. You're, yeah, you're going somewhere. You are headed somewhere. Um You're swimming with a purpose. Oh my god, yeah. I wonder if any of my I'm sure my neighbors notice someone coming in and out of my home lately, but like no one's people be watching. People be watching. Isn't it weird. You're like why do you I like I was like why the fuck do you know that? Like yeah, right. you not? I thought I lived alone. Know? How did you know? Yeah. But you know what? Like, the thing is, is, like, you have a little bit of a community that's, like, quite, you know, quite close. Yeah, all of our doors face right. the courtyard. Right. So it's, like, you can't really enter and, an exit and if, without. And if, you, and if you have a pool party, which sounds like an amazing time and very Palm Springs, um, then yeah. someone's going to maybe ask about it because they're, like, okay, we're oh, safe. Yeah. We like each other. Yeah. These are good neighbors. Let's, exactly. Let's figure out what the tea is. Yeah. Whereas in my, my situation, well, like, maybe maybe one, maybe a couple of my neighbors would ask me, but, like, 
there's one guy across the street that absolutely fucking hates my guts. He hates everyone's guts. He, I've heard about this guy. Yeah. We need to go where I'm when I come to town. We're TPing that asshole's house. We can't. Just I, like the honestly, good old days. I he scares the shit out of me. We shouldn't. <laughs> okay. I fuck with your energy. Fine. I fuck with your energy. I thank you. I I, I I'll drive by and give him the finger. I feel the okay? support. Yeah, like like I just might energetically flip him off. I just like might let Tucker shit on his lawn. You know what I mean? Like yeah yeah. And not pick it up. Yeah. I, for anyone who doesn't know this, I, I'll spare you the details, but I have very good reasons for finding this dude to be a complete For real, douche. he pray. I've heard stories. Yeah, just an absolute douche yeah. knocker. So, uh, yeah. like... I second th- this. I don't, I don't talk this way about anyone. No. And I have the unfortunate pleasure of living directly <laughs> across the street from him. And he scares the shit out of me. So, and also, like, Great. bitch, I live in Florida... I don't know what kind of people have in their home. Like, I don't know what kind of For real. artillery they have yeah. in their home. So I just, I keep my distance. Jesus. I keep my distance. I keep my distance. But anyway. Okay. Um, right. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Maybe I'll just drop a copy of Mr. Rogers off at his doorstep and be like, how to be a good neighbor. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's such like a, like, that's such like an educational resource. Yeah. That's you. such like a, Calm pa- the fuck down. it's such a passive dig. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. very passive aggressive. I love it. Oh, man. Um, All right. Okay. So what we wanted to talk about in this intro, which is always going to make yes. me a little a little shy. Giggle. Yeah, a little giggly, a little shy. Um, we're talking just about, you and me. We're talking about building healthy sexual communication with... Yeah. Uh, listen, I was going to say... Yeah, I was going to say new partners, but I also think that we should Not be bringing this in with our older partners as well. Older and one night stands. Like, mm. what the fuck? Mm. If we're gonna, if you are mature enough to be having sex, you should, I put should in quotes, but ideally you're mature enough to talk about sex. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're putting your face in someone's genitals, I think you should be able to be like, hey, let's talk about our boundaries and what we like and don't like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's actually something that people get so in their head about. And, I think we're here to be like, let's not get in our head about yeah. this and just—it's a conversation. It's a conversation. I wanna, I wanna represent the the sheepish community to, to <laughs> to sort of like, like definitely speak to the fact that like, this has been a journey for me to get to this place where I'm talking Same. about sex. Yes. Like, yes. and and that's probably true for most people, uh, unless you grew up in a household that was very proactive about talking about sex, which can allow for this Rare. to be a much easier transition into your adult sex life um, for, as yeah. a young adult. But that's not where most of us grew up in. And it certainly wasn't no. with, with in my household. So what I, what I want to speak to is like, this is awkward. It is kind of fucking weird. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it anyway or you shouldn't play around with it. You shouldn't try. Totally. Um, I think let's go through how do we help ourselves get there and then why are we even doing it Oh, my God. I'll share my really embarrassing story actually about like the first day that I ever was like, how do I articulate to a partner? And this was a partner, Mm -hmm. like what I like. Mm -hmm. And I actually Googled a questionnaire. Like I literally was like, sexual questionnaire Mm. (laughs) and like I needed a framework and structure so for those of you out there that are like 
feel tongue-tied or like I don't know even where to start with like what how do I even state or think about what I like I totally understand the need for some kind of like questions to be asked right something to respond to not just like tell me what you like that's so broad mm. so you know if it like you can pull it you can pull an alex and google a questionnaire that's an option um the other thing is like kind of going back and forth with one body part at a time right mm. and like if you really want to like start start at like a funny like toes let's talk about toes how do you feel about toes in the bedroom Mm. and like you can make it cute like that and then go all the way up your body like thighs obviously for us ladies our vulva vagina men your dick and balls but like and all the other areas right and Mm. then keep going up the chain torso shoulders neck boobs whatever also doing that take the time this is this is a really good framework to operate within because for anyone who has had sexual trauma um, or trauma to your physical person in general, like this is a really good way to be able to introduce those boundaries. So maybe if your genitals actually aren't that pleasurable because of sexual trauma, this is a really great way to work up to say like, I, that's actually not my erogenous zone. Yeah, it's off limits, not an erogenous zone for me at this time. And then you move on to a different body part. Yeah. Absolutely. So me just being really honest, like I look back at that memory and I have so much compassion for that version of me because it was like, I remember feeling so anxious and like, like in my head about like, how do I even own this? Like, and I felt a lot of sexual shame too about admitting what I liked. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to like these things. So that structure like really helped me even get there. And then over time, with you know again in my scenario here with a trusted partner those conversations got easier and easier and easier and easier and then it like as I ended that partnership and started going on to like more you know one night stands or now into my dating life now it's become something that's so easy for me to bring up and talk about without the shame and so it's and it's so rewarding so I really want to make a space to encourage others to adopt this in their partnerships and dating and sexual lives in general because it's so valuable for your experience and if you like have talking about sex creates good sex yeah you know oh my god yeah it it it, it's like approaching a test with an open book a guidebook yeah Yeah. i inter oh sorry i have something else to add to this i interviewed a sex therapist back in 2020 Mm. and the way she put it was they want to know what's on the menu like Mm -hmm. your partner wants to know what's on the menu and I Mm -hmm. thought that was such a good way of articulating it and the other thing like her and her husband she opened up to me like they they will go wild but they have a consent form that Mm. they will sign with each other to be like this is what I want to do to you tonight and you can literally sign off on their form like yes I'm good with this 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 Mm -hmm. not good with this cross it off so she was telling me like a really wild thing that her husband wanted to do with her was she came home and he left like a a like a blanket and like a note mm. and was like, you need to enter our living room completely naked. Mm. You can wear this blanket from this room to the living room. But he was fully dressed in a tux and like made her dance with him in the nude. And that was like part of their foreplay. So I guess what I'm trying to share from this interview with the sex therapist is like, 
if you like like the consent form idea or i like to call it a will want will do want to do and won't do list Mm -hmm. a will want won't list Mm -hmm. with your partner those are great ways to be able to just like figure out what they're open to in this moment what they're not open to in this moment and then it gives you a lot of freedom to play with everything in between there yeah okay okay what i'm learning from that is the sky is the limit as far as what our Fuck yeah. sexual experiences can look like. I So it sounds like you did a lot of learning, like discovery, and then building on those skills, practicing those skills, the communication skills, that, that is, um, in a safe partnership, which I think is a great place to do that learning because you've got another brain, another body. You've got a built-in practice um, partner and – like you can you can learn a lot pending that the that the dynamic is really safe. I think totally. my journey and I'm still like a forever student on like with this stuff and I'm going to I, I am yeah. right now and I will continue to be. But in my journey like I've had many more short-term relationships, especially short-term sexual relationships. So I feel like I've had to do a lot of this learning by myself. And that is also possible. Um, Totally. But it requires going about this kind of in the way that you just described. Uh, It may not have to be so prescriptive um, unless that works for your brain. Because if it does, (laughs) you should do it. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, But if it doesn't, it feels like, oh, I'm going to like go to this website, this homework assignment, like whatever. Then like start paying attention to the sexual content that you gravitate towards or find yourself stimulated by, excited by. It doesn't necessarily mm. just have to be something as traditional in our society as as porn, but maybe it's like sexual content that's Erotically. displayed. Yeah, that's like in media that you're consuming. Um, and if you do play around with self-pleasure and masturbation, then like starting to – like you. Some of us who experience masturbation, like, or participate in it, it's like you just sort of gravitate and you're like already just know what you want because you're just doing it and you've been doing it for years maybe. Maybe you have no idea how to actually describe what it is about your own practice that you like. So maybe in your practice starting to imagine. Yeah, or just like. That's a really good idea. You could show someone, but if you're not there yet, yeah, <laughs> if you're not there yet, <laughs> I was thinking a, like a, like a baby step, which is while you're doing, what is it like? If I had to describe this to someone else, like this move, this thing, this helpful tool, how would I describe this? What is this? How would I describe mm-hmm. this motion? How would I describe where on my body I like this? Like. How would I describe yeah. what about this makes me feel good? You know what I mean? Like starting to play around yes. with language. So Because if we're not put in a position as someone who would have many more short sexual relationships might be, mm-hmm. if you're not put in a position where you would have to communicate that to another person with your voice and your words, then you might not know what you're actually looking to describe. Very true. Then it's like years later and you're like trying to have sex with people <laughs> and you're like adult me knows what I like, but I've never actually said it to another person, mm. you know? Mm. So I think 
starting to pay attention, bring some awareness to what it is that you already gravitate towards out in the world. It could be anywhere. Trust me. Yeah. Something that I learned just from Alex and I talking all of the time. Eroticism <laughs> is everywhere. <laughs> Things that can turn you on are everywhere. So pay True. attention. Pay attention. <laughs> Even if your friends are like talking about a thing that is going on. I just did this video. They're talking about a thing that's, that they're doing sexually and that they're liking. Um, not to blow your cover. Be like, oh my God, that gave me such a good idea. <laughs> not to blow your cover. Um, Bitch, I, my cover has been blown yeah, since we started this blown. goddamn that's podcast. True, that's true. That's true. That's true. Fuck. So that can, like, like, we can share some resources. We can share ideas. We can be like, oh my God. Like, there's, okay, yeah. this is a point I really want to drive home. True in conversations mm, that we're having within it. our like platonic community, like the folks of us that like we're talking about sex with, but it's not because we're trying to have a sexual relationship with, um, but we're just like talking about our experiences and with the people that you would be looking to have sex with or you are already having sex with. Like there is truly power in like expressing, I haven't done this before, but I'm curious about it. I don't know how I'd feel about right. it, but I'm down to try. Mm-hmm. Or like, like if someone, there is nothing, and I, I, I used to, I used to lie about this stuff a lot because I was so afraid Ooh. of coming off as like inexperienced, um, mm. like, yeah. and and I, it, there was shame that I had about my own experiences or lack thereof that like I think that the world was putting on me that I was putting on myself through the lens of the world. So I just like hit it and where I could, I would lie. So um, I don't do that anymore, uh, luckily. But what's gotten (laughs) me through that is like it's I get such a better response when I'm in a situation where someone is talking about something and instead of me saying, oh, yeah, I've done that. Like, that's super cool. It's like feels really good. I can be like, I actually have never done that. What do you like about it? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that follow-up question is so key. Mm. Like, I think the biggest thing all of us can continue to, like, grow and evolve with is getting curious about what about that works for you. Or something that, like, I've even asked recently is, like, but how do you define that? Like, Mm. when you are talking about a partner about, like, this is the kind of dynamic I want – Sometimes what we interpret and how we would define certain language isn't necessarily what the other person is meeting. Um, And so being able to like ask that follow-up question of being like, okay, tell me more about that. Like Mm -hmm. what exactly works for you in that way? Or how like when you say this, what do you exactly mean? Mm -hmm. Like give me a visual, give me an example. Because from there you're equipping your partner with like how they can be your best lover. But when we are again whether it's sexual shame or trauma or just like feeling awkward about it because you haven't done it before it really can like you know hinder us from having really safe uh, keyword safe and 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 uh what's the word enjoyable experiences with sex Mm -hmm. so i'm just i'm all about this movement yeah sex positivity people i think a life hack about like having conversations about sex with at least in this regard, I'm going to mention new partners, is start talking about sex. It doesn't have to be your first date, but start talking about it before you maybe are 
getting to a place yeah. about having sex in practice. Agreed. Like yeah. start talking about it. Um, I want to, we should talk a little bit about like how this can be useful as a tool in relationships that have been, that have existed for a long time. Okay. Cool. What do I want to say about that? <laughs> I haven't been in many relationships that have existed for a, for a long time. But I think in my like provider brain, I think a, a, a little bit of what we've been saying, like curiosity is key. Honestly, that the want to do, will do, want to do, won't yeah. do list would also be really great. Because maybe the because two of you have gotten used. Because it evolves over time. Yes, it evol- yeah. evolves over time, but also like you're – the sex that you've been having may have gotten to a, a pretty effective and great but monotonous place. Yeah, maybe we need to check in on what are our fantasies as of late. What do we like? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people lose sight of. It's like we get in these sexual routines where, and again, quoting the sex therapist, her name's Nancy Pierce, by the way, Dr. Nancy Pierce, if anyone wants to Instagram her. Um, But talking to her, she was like, oh shit, I'm having an ADHD brain moment. Hold (laughs) on. Hold please. Oh my God. What were we talking about? Evolving over time. Will, will you, won't, the, the, will you, will do, want to do, won't do. (laughs) I lost it. Oh, Shit. No. Hopefully it'll come back. Well, we were talking okay. what we were talking about was long-term relationships reinvigorating the discussion of like oh, what we like. So yeah. we can like we can feel like when we've been in partnership, this is me talking. I'll hopefully remember what I was going to allude to with Nancy. But <laughs> um when we've been in partnership with someone for an extended period of time, we get in ha routines. This is what I was going to say. And it came back. Thanks, ADHD brain. So Nancy said that, like, if you know, like, what your partner is going to kiss and lick next, like, you're in a routine. Mm. And I thought that was such a good way of putting it because I think a lot of people can fall into that, not intentionally, but like, you start to find out what each other likes and you kind of just start having this routine and you follow suit with that. But like, we can mix floor play up. We can mix positions. We can mix locations up, right? And I think that where I want to take this conversation is because I've been here myself in a like three and a half, almost four year long relationship where it's like, you know, we had to sit down and be like, we have great sex and there's still things that like, I'm curious about or new new positions we'd end up in and like different and my point in sharing this is don't allow yourself to think that because you've been in a relationship and you've followed suit and the sex is really good like just because this is what we do that you're not allowed to be like what can we sprinkle in here like what can we add or change up even in like just literally location can be like you can literally be doing the same things in a different location and it feels completely different you know what I mean so I think that for couples who have been together for a longer period of time is like get curious about how things have evolved for your partner and what like little tweaks that could maybe make all the difference right even something as simple as like cooling or warming lubes is like a wonderful way to like mix it up temperature play um yeah but we all like over time and and this is what's so great about long-term partnership if you're into that you know monogamous partnership is like you have it reminds me of the john mayer song your body's a wonderland but Mm. like 
in a partnership you have that agreement like your body their body is your wonderland so Mm. it's like how can you bring this camaraderie of like what can we do how can we mix this up as like a teamwork thing instead of like a this isn't good enough can i get this yeah right like the language can be it's not that it's not satisfying or that you're bored it's just like i want to i want to play more right like invite each other in in that way instead of feeling like i i you're not allowed or if you do bring it up it's implying that what you're currently doing isn't good enough you know what i mean yeah we have to keep the the language kind of positive you guys like this is a big part of having these discussions like we're talking about the benefit of why this is useful and how you might structure some of this you we have to be kind to each other we have to What's, what did you call this earlier? It's the compliment sandwich. Yeah. I love doing this with you. I love having sex yeah. with you. I love our sex life. It's fun. You have a good time. I'm having a good time. Whatever you want to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Insert compliment. Then tell them, and I was Feed really like, lo- like I'm, I'm looking for the opportunity to play around with X. How do you feel about that? Like, yeah, would love to see what that was like. What are your thoughts? So it's like compliment sandwich inventory. Yeah. Take inventory. Ask people how totally. they feel about stuff. Yeah. Any other- Another thing yeah. that I've fucked around with, yeah, is like sex die and like games like that where mm. it's like you it's up to chance like what where you end up and how you end up. That can be really fun. So I just like I think that. I think that we need to get away from this idea of like this is how long-term partnerships have sex and like it's normal that the sex gets boring. I think we've normalized this, like this mentality and I really want to get away from that because it doesn't need to be the reality of everyone's situation. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. have fun, like be teenagers together, like go do it in the car and pretend like it's your first time. Like hell, there's even a part of me that's curious about role playing. Like if I was in a long-term or when I'm in a long-term relationship again, like would you be down to just meet me at a bar and pick me up? Like as if like we'll get ready separately and like meet me there. Like I think that would be so fun, you know? So it's like, there's no rules like you truly do like I said in a our last week's podcast where it's like it's choose your own adventure like let's let's apply that energy to our sex lives because why the fuck not like it's a pleasurable thing to do why not go crazy why not safely yeah okay love is blind are we gonna jump back into love is blind which by the way I've decided love is not blind I had this decision this morning I made this decision this morning Love is not blind? Well, I was thinking about... No, I don't think it is. I really don't. It doesn't be... And the reason I came to this conclusion is because it's not like that in nature. Mm. Nature doesn't mirror that. Like, you see birds of paradise, like, lift their feathers up and the male's like, look at my pretty colors, lady. And, like, the chick is sitting there like, ooh, am I attracted to your pretty colors on your (laughs) pretty wings or no? And it's like, you know what I mean? Like... It's just, I don't think it's mimicked in nature. I think that, and and so I truly just think there is a primal part of us that desires to be attracted to our partners mm. personally. Yes. And pheromones. Pheromones yes. is like. Oh my God. Huge. Huge part. I don't actually have the number, but like I wanted to make up a number and be like, it's 90% of the game. 
but it's well, n- probably not. 90%. That's a fake number that we it's made. A fake up number. I made it up. That we take... want to own here. Do not. I love cite it. me. Don't cite I me. I make up own numbers all the time. I know. Me too. I shouldn't. <gasps> I um, love it. I like like maybe pheromones are blind, but you have to you have to get close enough to smell a, a body to know if you like true the presence of that mm-hmm. body. So mm. yeah, love isn't blind. Um, even you we're can seeing smell with those these pheromones through the pod wall. No, not at all. Not at all. I think if get you up like close, ri- get up I, close to the wall, so I, can I even smell think you. if you ripped a fart, you wouldn't smell anything in those pod walls. Oh, like, Jesus. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. But it would be mic'd up, so you got to be careful ripping yeah. farts. Um, Let her rip. <laughs> okay, so uh, these two episodes, episodes five and six, what we're covering are the end of their Mexico trip, the couples, mm-hmm. where they continue bye to bye, get to Mexico. spend time with each other. Yeah. I feel like we were on this getaway a lot shorter than we were in the last season. Agreed. I feel like the other one was so long. But I'm also like, am I confusing it with Married at First Sight when we unpacked that and they were on their honeymoons for like ever? <laughs> for like four anyway. weeks. No, the, the last one was like, they were. Lo- it was a long time. Anyway, then they go back home yeah. to Seattle, Washington, which was where Alex and I finally learned where everyone was coming from. And they yeah. move into their cutie condos and start like which are so cute by the way i'm yeah, like condos are cute. fuck i want to live in one of these apartments they're adorable their condos are cute yeah. they're well decorated you love to see the budget Great working views. hard yeah um yeah. <laughs> okay something that i noticed off the rip while we're still in mexico is like so we pick up right where we leave off with um chelsea and kwame uh that we haven't seen how they've handled the pool party situation, but we right. do see Chelsea start to she's talking to the other girls, specifically Tiffany and Jackie. Or I'm sorry, no, Micah is talking to Jackie and Tiffany. Yep, and Jackie about Chelsea. Jackie is not the friend that I want in my corner. I'm gonna be totally honest. Nope, she will go wherever the fucking wind blows her. I am. I no first kidding. note on mine too was really? like, "Bitch, come on, girl. Yeah, you can't be like one way to Chelsea's face and then another behind her back with Micah." Because in, like, because with Chelsea, she ooh. was like, "Ooh, girl, I would have, I would have ended him. I would have ended him for doing what he was doing." And yeah. then with Micah, yeah, she's like. If, you know, what does Chelsea really need to be worried about? If you wanted him, you'd have him. And even Micah was yeah. like, uh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. If it did, it felt really like, like, I, I just, I'm, I haven't figured out if Jack, like, I just think Jackie wants to be liked by people. So I think this is like a people pleaser response just mm-hmm. showing up where she's mm-hmm. like, whoever she's surrounded by, she wants to be liked by them. So she's going to say whatever it is to like be on their side you know but it felt really icky for me because I was just like I loved how Jackie had her back there and was like no if that was my man I would be upset about it too and then completely 180'd with Micah who is like I'm not her biggest fan because of what we've seen with her so yeah Mm, yeah I didn't like that speaking of Jackie let's just talk about Jackie and Marshall's connection for a minute because nothing crazy happens we just see how they are for the remainder of what we see from their Mexico trip and then their eventual transition back to Seattle. And the thing is, is like, I don't know if it's just Jackie's personality, but I'm not getting a whole lot of genuine, like, togetherness in... 
I think that she's put, I think she's overcompensating for maybe what she probably feels is like, this isn't really a match for me. I just feel her overcompensating with like the jokes and she's like, that's my dummy, which honestly I I fucking hate that. I did not like, that really upset me. She's like, yeah, Marshall's my my dumbass. And I'm just like, what? Like, why? How does that make him feel? Like it's super emasculating and just disrespectful and the man like, no writing one likes poetry. Being called a dumbass. The man writing poetry and cooking you a fucking breakfast made for a goddamn queen. I was like, yes, please dump some powdered sugar on my French toast. Like, <laughs> I was really upset about that. I was like, don't call him that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm watching you, Jackie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because she's decided in her head, like he's not going to mesh with her family. So she's self-sabotaging by like keeping him at a distance in this way mm-hmm. or what, mm-hmm. but we're going to find out. Yeah. I mean, she does make a comment when they're in Seattle where she was like, I've never experienced love period. So that tells me that there's probably some attachment stuff just within her family dynamic, her family of origin. Um, Maybe not a whole lot of expression of, like, I love you freely, openly, and safely. And and that hasn't been – that experience hasn't been fulfilled in her relationships, which she spoke a little bit to earlier on. So it is probably really fucking weird for her to be with someone like Marshall who's – really i mean doting on her yeah and i stand by my original like take which is his yeah his colloquialism is a little much but i i (gasps) still like but he is quite emotionally intelligent um yeah and he's he's got so far there was a conversation that we had with brett and kwame when brett was talking about how uh how he was feeling about tiffany maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that later um, Brett was like, I've never communicated like this before. I've never like expressed my affection for someone like this before, but she makes it really easy. And Marshall really just grabbed onto the fact he was like, it's hard to do that in general. Like it's hard for men to do that. Like we should, like, it's okay for us to tell each other like, Hey, I love you. Like, Hey, I love like, you, bro. Yeah. yeah. So I Which do I think, thought was really sweet, yeah. It tells yeah. me a little bit that maybe that's been a journey for Marshall as well, but he's in a place where he's more willing to be uh, expressing and receiving love in a way that Jackie may really mm. want to be, but maybe she's not there in her healing. Yeah, I feel she's super avoidant. Yeah. Because what, like, avoidance have the tendency to hyper fixate on like what's not going to work about the relationship and then keep people at a distance in these like little self sabotage ways we see with Jackie. And so that makes me curious because now we see Marshall almost overcompensating. So I'm like, do we have an anxious avoidant dance going on here? Mm. And like, it's only going to blow up more, I think, as they get closer to the wedding day and integrate their families. So we'll watch and see what happens. I but, think she's yeah, getting, she's, she's starting to get a, a villain edit though. It's happening. Well, I mean, if you, I, we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't, well, let's see. I'm open to it. Yeah. I'm, we'll see. <laughs> We're open to her getting a villain edit. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'm open to seeing, like, is it this anxious avoidant dance or is she, like, purely, like, at, I don't want to say at fault, but, like, red card type vibes like Micah. Yeah. And Irina. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I haven't seen it be that icky other than this thing that she does with Chelsea. Yeah. So, yeah. 
we'll just see how but right now i'm curious (laughs) yeah okay um so we continue to see irena flirt with paul we continue to see her and paul sort of like um vibe and even more than that we get more of irena's take on connecting with paul like clears up that she really doesn't feel anything for zach or she's curious why that's not happening and we see paul's in a very interesting position because then he supports zach through what's zach is feeling and noticing which zach is noticing this girl is not about me. She doesn't feel good. None Irina of this feels. Like me, yeah. yeah, Irina doesn't like me. Like I, I love. I, he keeps saying like I love her, and I'm like, what do you love? Why? Yeah, like uh, I really want to ask him that question. Like, what about Irina is so attractive to you? Because he's like, she's a good person at her heart, but she does these like, you know, games and all this stuff. And it's like, so what do you love about her? Yeah, like. Not saying that, like, we can't see someone's good under, yeah, like, you know what I mean? But it's like, when we are intentionally trying to choose a partner for us, sorry, and we are marrying them, right? You know, yeah. (laughs) Angry. Um, I, well, I think it's a good thing to be like, what about this person do I actually like? What Mm. about this person do I actually love? What kind of value do they bring to my life? Because right now, I'm not seeing Irina bring any kind of value to Zach's life, yet he keeps saying, I love her, I love her, I love her. And it's like, this, what? Yeah. It's not tracking. Yeah. Paul's hearing about it, which is really interesting considering he's like getting familiar with Irina's attention. Um, which he doesn't seem to be doing much with, but like he's he's noticing yeah, it. Yeah, he's not shutting it down. No, yeah. he's not shutting it down. That we should be clear about that. He's not shutting it down. Um, he yeah. is being specific in when he's when he talks to the guys. Like he's he's focused in on Micah. Um, but yeah, he wasn't shutting it down. He probably liked the attention. I think he feels. I well, I think it might be a little bit of that, and I think it also is just like this is my fiance's supposed best friend. So is she really trying to make a move on me? And I mm. think he's kind of like second guessing. Like, am I interpreting this the way that like because I'm interpreting it this way, or is this what's really going on? Right. Um. Because I think for him, he's like, no way would my fiance's best friend be doing this, right? Mm. Like, so I think he's like stuck in his head. And that's why when Micah finally confronts him about it, he's like, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything because I wasn't sure. But like, this is what happened. Um, And so I really wish this whole entire crew would take the fact that they're all engaged a little bit more seriously and have some fucking respect. I agree. Like, how old are you guys like you're acting like you're fucking 15 at the homecoming dance and like you know like yeah you kiss so and so by the lockers but like i'm taking you home tonight like what like it feels so casual yeah i so agree with that i feel like there's only a a couple people taking it seriously tiffany and brett chelsea's taking it very seriously (laughs) no yeah Chelsea. chelsea is Kwame yeah. thinks that he is to the point where he's fucking gaslighting Chelsea to be like, yeah, to be like, I did not like that first combo, right? Yeah, brutal. Yeah, and we can talk about it. Yeah, okay. Before we get there, I just another sort of casual sidestep of a complaint that I have is I am mm. frustrated with how many of the women really don't fucking like Zach. 
I know they're all freaked out by him. They're like, God, he's so weird. That guy's so weird. And it's like, yeah, okay. Is he weird because he doesn't be the way that you be? Like, are you just judging him literally based off of like, okay, so he's a little quirky. He has intense eye contact and like, you know, he likes to write really bad ballads for girls that he supposedly loves. (laughs) Like, okay, yeah, so he's quirky. But like... What is it about him that freaks people out? I think the thing that stresses me out about people when they do stuff like this, it's like, you're, like, just because this person's quite different from you, you're assuming that they're, like, a a weird, a quote, air quotes, weirdo. And it's like, actually, maybe they're just different, but they're actually probably still a decent human because all of the guys are going to bat for him being like, hey, I actually really like Zach. Because he's a good For real. fucking dude. Dude. I'm so tired of people, like, get, like you said, they get so up in their head about, like, certain mannerisms or, like, maybe phrases of speech. And it's like, oh, you're weird. But it's like, like you said, weird or different. And can you still just get, like, the thin slicing thing is what comes up for me again. Mm. It's like, I feel so many of these people, Irina included, thin slice the guy. And now they're just like... You're weird, and it's like you're not even getting to know him. How like it's wild and to ladies. have two genders have completely different experiences with the same fucking person, right? And ladies, you don't have to date him. So what are you so fucking worried about? Why are you so bothered? Yeah, he's just yeah. A, he's just like a quirky dude. You think that your shit's not quirky? Your shit's hella quirky. I saw For Micah. Real. Get on a, a forerunner, which not everyone needs to love being on a forerunner. But, like, she gets on a forerunner and she's like, my face is itchy. I already want to take a shower. All right, Debbie fucking Downer. Chill out. Yeah, I know. Enjoy the free motherfucking experience. God damn. Like, yeah. that shit's quirky, yeah. too. It's it's quirky in a way that I don't really want to fucking be around. You sound like a buzzkill. Yeah. So, Go off, Brie. Keep going. Yeah, I just like you're I, not like, invited to our t- ATV trip. I just bitch. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just like why is everyone like ah he's weird, but but like oh you're not pointing fingers at yourself. You're not weird, motherfucker. What's up with you? I'm even, so weird. Even Chelsea. Yeah, I, I know you are. I am too. Uh, even Chelsea. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like everyone's their own fucking brand of I weird. Know. Like, even Chelsea was like, ugh, Zach, Zach, and I'm like, what I know. is it? And I was actually, I was. She's the only person that I would actually ask, though, and actually take into consideration sure, what she has to say. Because sure. she seems pretty emotionally mature and yeah, conscious. Just like, yeah. what is it, dude? Like, okay. Like, Chelsea? And Paul is a cutie. Like, he's a. Like, I won't lie. Like, he you mean is Zach? a physically attractive guy. Do you mean Zach? No, I'm talking about Paul. Oh, okay. No, I'm literally talking about Paul. But my point <laughs> is this is like, if Paul's a cutie and he and Micah are on, like, what seems like a decent trajectory right now. Like, and he's a cool guy, and he gets along with Zach. Doesn't that make anybody curious to, like, get to know Zach because Paul clicks with Zach? And if Mm -hmm. I click with Paul, maybe I'll click with Zach if I give Zach the time of day? Like, it's just weird. It's like, why? Ugh, I don't know what this is about the human experience. So, like, what do we need to do to be, to see past our own prejudices and, like, just get to know somebody? I think it's like the awareness of the th- of the thin slicing and it's an awareness of like the snap judges because our our the thing is is like we can't fully turn it off because it's a it's a self-preservation no. tool, right? It's uh right. we just have to stop giving it so much life. Um like Power, yeah. yeah. 
Like, yeah. recognize that you've made, like, a quick judgment about a person and that that judgment is, like, there for a reason. Like, we've, we talked a little bit about this. Yeah. And then, and then be like, huh, that's interesting. I just made a really quick judgment about a dude that I know nothing about. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to see what it's like to hang out with him by the pool and see what comes up. It's like, get out of your own head instead of what we do. And I, I do this, too, so, like, maybe I'm speaking to myself a little bit. We make an assumption and then we reinforce what we understand is true exactly. about that assumption. And then we like, yeah. and then we just continue to find reinforcing evidence of like, he's so weird. And he looked at me straight without blinking for 10 minutes. He's so weird. He wore uh, like an open shirt to the pool. Par- you know what I mean? Like we just start seeing He shaves it. his legs. Right. <gasps> and then next thing you know, we're like, that dude needs to, it's true to what, uh, the fact that Irina hyperfixated on that kind of had me laughing. I was like, was he a swimmer? Because, like, that's such a normal thing. I assumed thing to he was a swimmer. swimmer. I assumed he was a swimmer. But he has great calves. I'll say that. Maybe, God, I have such a thing maybe for it's calves. A, maybe you do. Maybe it's a sensory I thing. Do. Maybe he, maybe, like, maybe he's sensitive to the experience of having, like, really long leg and arm hair. Maybe someone bullied him for having a lot of hair. And he yeah. hasn't healed that wound all the way. Exactly. You don't or, know what people are yeah, fucking going through. He just fucking prefers through. it. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, like, I really think that if she was attracted to Zach and that, or like, let's say there's a version of Zach she would be attracted to or, or another man who she was attracted to who happened to also shave his legs and arms and she wouldn't fucking care i and this is why it's like we hyper fixate like you were saying on the thing and then we reconfirm it to ourselves and it's like it does not serve us Mm-mm. it doesn't serve us Mm-mm. yeah okay yeah okay uh more on Irina and zach a little later so cut to kwame and chelsea are revisiting their discussion about fucking hated this first conversation yeah tell me why let her rip um well i think that there's a few reasons jesus i don't know if you really want to put me on the soapbox right now cut me off if i talk for too long no um but like so first of all i felt that kwame was a little unintentionally gaslighty i also really want us humans to get away from this idea of fucking closure i really Mm. don't think closure exists I think it's a bullshit lie we tell ourselves when really what we're looking for is comfort from the person who hurt us mm-hmm. and work we call it closure. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are two reasons Period. why. I wish he validated Chelsea more. I think he was a little too defensive. Mm-hmm. I I understand why. And, like, he wasn't defensive and, like, his energy didn't get, like, angry in a defensive way. But he just kept trying to explain where he was coming from. And we need to understand that we need to lead with validating our partners first, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the other thing I really didn't like was when Chelsea finally asked and was like, there were two things that, um, Chelsea said that I really want to hit home. So one, she asked, like, do you feel you got enough closure? And he was like, not really, but enough. And I was like, I thought that was a great question to ask on Chelsea's part. And I did not like the answer from Kwame. 
not necessarily because of what I wanted to hear, but again, he's lying to himself with like what this closure thing means or feels like. Yeah. The other thing that I really was proud of Chelsea kind of like sticking to her guns on was like, you just fucking end the conversation. He's like, you can't just do that. You can't just be like, hey, that hurt my feelings. That's not okay. And walk away. And she's like, yes, you can. Like, there wasn't a reason for you to sit down and have a 20 minute conversation around one thing that was said when she's not even going to be in your life. Like, right. When we go home. Yeah. And so I really agreed with that and I was really glad she stood up for herself. But um to recap, those are those are all the things that stood well, out to I me. I like that she that I like I that she like. like told him uh like okay, so you're having a conversation to let her know that something that she said pissed you off. And you're saying that you needed to deal with that, but then I also see you like laughing and holding hands and touching each other. So like it, it, it's it's gaslighting because don't don't he wasn't owning up to that yeah i'm no. not fucking stupid i have eyeballs i'm seeing this like you're trying to tell me that exactly. this is just about dealing yeah. with something no. dealing with conflict with this person that you had a connection with he knows fine valid but now you're now you're basically cuddling so i don't want to fucking hear yeah. it don't, now i'm an, now i'm the asshole yeah when really i'm yeah, just exactly. letting you know that i'm not I'm as not. stupid as you think that i am and this is why I actually have a note here that says he knows what's going on. He's a grown ass man. And if yeah. the roles were reversed, he would be feeling the same way. Yeah. Like if Chelsea went and talked to whoever she almost got engaged to and had a 30 minute conversation where they were laughing, giggling, and there was touch barriers being broken, like guaranteed Kwame would be like, Chelsea, what was that about? Yeah. And it's like, I'm so sick of this like double fucking standard where it's like men can get away with that kind of shit and women can't yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I really do kind of feel like it's a double standard. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's talk a little bit about like what it means to, let's say you do have the, I need closure feeling. We are acknowledging that that's made up. But what I will tell you is if you have the feeling, it's closure that you have to create within yourself. You have to close it up. And so I would say, if I had the opportunity to talk to Kwame, I'd say, you should identify and assess the unresolved feelings that you have about Micah. And instead of just chit-chatting with every single fucking person, looking for someone to rev Mm -hmm. you up and reconfirm that, like, there's just something about it, blah, 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 blah. Instead, figure out why this bothers you so much and fucking put a lit, like, figure out how to release the air from it and put a lid on it. Whatever it is, like, I, I'm, I'm bothered by the experience of having been, having connected with Micah and then she switched on me. And now she's here with Paul and that's a weird adjustment. And yes, I'm here with Chelsea and yes, I like my relationship with Chelsea, but I, I, it's hard for me to get over the fact that I built something, I was starting to build something with a person that just flipped. That sucks. Notice why you're bothered. Validate it for yourself. Put a fucking lid on it. And fucking set boundaries with yourself, dumbass. Yeah. Sorry. Took a no, like, I'm over here like, Jackie, don't call him a dumbass. And now I'm calling Kwame no, a dumbass. No, Kwame is a dumbass. I'm just like, like, 
<laughs> Look, bro, if you know you're attracted to this girl and you're like, I'm still kind of mulling over my feelings from being rejected by this girl, like, you know, like you need to sit with that and then say, oh, no to self because I'm still kind of like sorting that out. I'm not going to go sit down and have a 30 minute con- I'll keep it cordial, but I'm going to stay away. Like I'm going to keep distance for my own relationship and myself yeah. because I know me and I know that if I entertain this, it's not going to serve my relationship. Yeah. So it's like, come on, dude. Like I, yeah, I was annoyed. I was really annoyed with this first conversation. I will say I have a little bit of a green flag for Kwame though in the next conversation. Yeah, sure, sure. I I, I, I felt that a little bit too. Um, Yeah. Okay, so. But I want to say one more thing about the closure thing because I think this is really important, especially if, because the person who gets dumped is the one seeking the closure. Yes. And we need to understand that like, Will hearing an apology from someone or will hearing that this person valued you in your relationship that you have, is that really going to make your feelings go away? And like, okay, that's all I needed to hear. I'm fine. I can totally. The answer is no. And this is why I'm like, we need to not be so foolish with ourselves and we need to be honest. What were you really seeking from this conversation? Yeah. Because like Bree said, if you want your feelings validated, do it for yourself. Like there is nothing outside of ourselves that we cannot give ourselves first and foremost. Mm. Go to a guy and be like, bro, can I just, can I just need to vent about this? Cause this I, has me all up in my head right now. And like man to man, like I just need a safe space to like mull over some thoughts coming up. Mm-hmm. Do it with a guy friend that mm-hmm. might understand your situation, but do not go to the person that literally shot you down. And now you're trying to like tell your current fiance that it's just a closure talk when there's flirting going on. Like you're playing with fire. I say this all the time. The person that hurt you is not the most appropriate person to seek support from. They're just not. Even if they're more well-intentioned than someone like Micah is in these moments. um, Right. You put them in a really difficult position to like have to be there for you. Now Micah uses... I want to be there for you as a way to manipulate him and keep him close yeah. because that feels good to her. Which actually, now that I'm thinking about this, Paul said something to Zach when they returned to Seattle and was like, Micah seeks reassurance really often because she wants to be affirmed that I like, did I miss her? Do I still like her? Like, am I attracted to her? Like all of these things. And what I'm just putting together is that's, ex- that's uh, not exactly why as in, I, I have all of the information, but it shares the same it shares the same root of the behavior that is keep Kwame close. Wondering why Kwame doesn't want to talk to me at this pool party, but he did the other one. Like she is constantly looking to be reassured by maybe primarily Everybody. men, but definitely everyone else. <laughs> yeah. But probably primarily like men, um, to allow herself to feel validated. And she should exactly. consider that and work on it and she needs to sit with those feelings yeah by yourself (laughs) or with a provider like the (laughs) grown-ass woman you are yeah yeah god (laughs) i feel so sassy sometimes analyzing (laughs) this show because i have like limited tolerance for this bullshit in this container of like like you know like it's just so funny i'm just like god people get over yeah i know what are you doing (laughs) 
Um, it's like funny. this is not trauma informed in the way. Not it's at just all. Like, not at we're all. just ripping the bandaid off. Yeah, and and you know right. a lot of this isn't so, totally their fault. It's like it's the edits that they get as well. I, I I've been hearing some I stuff mean, about the reunion, but I'm excited to see the reunion eventually. Okay, word. Me too. Yeah. Okay. So I want to, so Chelsea and Kwame later or the next day have this cacao ceremony date, which have you ever done a cacao ceremony? <laughs> no, I, I would like to. I've never. <laughs> me too. I was going to say, does it look like I have? <laughs> because I, but no one, no one, there's not one look of someone who's done a cacao ceremony, but that's just not like, have you had soft serve ice cream? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, it's not, not like a thing. <laughs> I was just curious. Like, I haven't, but I wanted to. And okay. to your point, like, I've met people who I would n- never be like, yeah. oh, yeah, you've done a cacao ceremony. Like, they look like the polar opposite that yeah. would have done one, and they've done one. So you just never really I would, know. I, for the um, record, I would love to do one. Oh, you want to put me down somewhere yeah. and sit and breathe intentionally, and I don't talk to anyone, but I, it helps me feel closer to the person I'm with? <sighs> mm, yum. Yeah, with a yummy cacao beverage. Yeah, yeah. for real. So, um... It seemed like this interaction was really nurturing for their relationship. Mm. Um, they both expressed like feeling more connected. But the one little green flag I want to give Kwame here is his apology. I feel like he modeled a really good apology mm. because he starts to articulate like, I woke up not feeling great after the conversation we had yesterday and feeling like I could have done better in the situation with Micah. I'm sorry. And then not only that, he goes to say what he should have done. He's like, I should have communicated with you first and after and like initiated that instead of you coming to me. And so I thought that that was a really good apology. And I want to I wanted to bring this up because I think so often in relationships, we lose sight of what a real apology, you know, ideally looks like and sounds like. And that's like you being able to articulate like how you're feeling, what it is you're actually sorry for. And it's extra green, if meaning green flag. It's extra great when you can articulate what you, sh- what you feel you should have done or how you're going to handle it moving forward. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it's you're sharing in your partner like the redirection of your behavior and like what you're going to implement and i think that that's the part of an apology that a lot of people it's like i'm sorry i upset you yeah and it's like okay especially when it's it's one thing if it's like an off the cuff like minor circumstance but when it's something like this where your partner's like it felt like invalidating to our relationship where it was like kind of a major wound that could really break their relationship in the long run. I I do believe that there should be a second step of the apology where it's like, this is what I'm going to do to fix it. A hundred percent. And I think that you made a good example out of it because it's not just the, I, I see what I did here and this is what I want to do differently because it, it, it's easy to just apologize and say, you're sorry. Yeah. It's much harder to know why you're, why you, you really are sorry and to be able to identify what it looks like in practice going forward keeping it in mind for real yeah yeah and I think that this like I don't have a percentage number like statistically speaking that's like evidence-based with like the couples that apologize like this and have a 98 percent blah I don't have that (laughs) but I would bet money if I was a gambling gal which I'm not but if I was I would bet money 
the cup for real we had the most boring trip in vegas so fun but like objectively speaking so boring yeah 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 we need to try it again in a better way anyway um so what were we saying gambling i would i would gamble that the couples who actually apologize and in those moments say and this is what i'm gonna do have a higher success rate of repair Mm -hmm. and longevity i would because you're naming it and it allows your partner to like be like hey last time this happened this is what we discussed was going to be the resolution and so there's a sense of accountability too it's, it honestly i i i know that we don't have those numbers but i bet you numbers? we would because Agreed. because yeah, it, okay, I, well, I can only we see we should do the study <sighs> i don't have 10 years <laughs> for real i don't have 10 years every time i'm like i would love to be involved in the research and i'm like I want to enjoy my life today. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But yeah, I also feel you. Okay, yeah. next. Okay. What's next? Um, I'm glad that you pointed out that conversation because I had not a single note about it. So good. Oh, yeah. Teamwork. Um, okay, great. Um, the one green flag we've seen thus far. Okay, so cut to Tiffany and Brett. Tiffany and Brett, we're still in Mexico. They are doing really well. I'm really, I'm really loving Tiffany and Brett. I'm loving getting to know Brett more. Me I feel too. like we're getting to know Brett more than we are Tiffany, um, which is interesting. Okay. But, uh, like, but I did love to hear from Tiffany where she was like, when I started this experience, like, I was saying like I'm 36, but like there was all these qualifiers for her age, and she clearly felt weird about it. And she mm. didn't want to. She's defending it, and she was like, now I feel like I'm 36 and what? And I think what she was saying is this relationship that we are in, that we're building like reinforces my confidence that like I am valid. Like I am good. I'm sexy. I, I like, I'm Mm -hmm. enough here. And Brett, we learned from him as he was like talking to the guys, he's just sort of like, she, I, I, I've had trouble communicating in relationships in the past. It's something I've had issues with, but She's so the real deal and I and I and I do it with her and it works and I really fucking feel her and I've never felt this way about a person. It seems pretty grounded and the two of them are just vibrating at a very high frequency. Um yeah. we don't always see how they connect properly, but no. I do I can tell that they're feeling really good. But I have one thing. One thing that Tiffany Tiffany I want to hear. Tell yeah. me. Tiffany keeps mentioning, like, I was really looking for someone to make me happy. And mm. the show is not noting this as, like, a bad thing. I just am. Not a bad thing, but, like, a thing that I want us to get I away get from. It. Yeah. It's too much responsibility for someone else to make you happy. You have to start learning how to make yourself happy. And then when you're in a partnership with someone that you do love, that you do have a great connection and life with it's just icing on the cake like it's gonna make life even better but they shouldn't be tasked with the responsibility of making you happy that will lead to resentment that will lead to disappointment um it will lead to people pleasing behaviors or not it's just like you got to figure out how to make yourself happy girl yeah I completely agree I completely agree yeah um, the only notes I had on them was I thought it was cute that they both expressed to each other like I feel lucky that mm. I that you're mine and like I feel lucky you're mine and that the guac looked bomb. That was literally the only <laughs> two notes that I have. Yeah. Um, 
going back to what you say though i want to take this one step further because like not only are we responsible for cultivating our own happiness because the reality is is if we keep looking for other people to make us happy at some point we're gonna be disappointed severely more often than not we'll be disappointed severely because people are imperfect but not only that when we cultivate our own happiness and when we take care of ourselves because i think a part of happiness is also loving yourself it's like ooh, i'm having a day-to-day like what do i need i really believe that all of these are building blocks to our own happiness and why this is so beneficial for relationships is when you are able to like meet yourself where you are and like these are my emotions and i'm gonna accept my emotions and i'm gonna take care of myself because of these emotions that i'm having and you follow that through with action meaning like i'll i'm just gonna share with me like for me when i've had days that have been challenging like even when i've had days that are good but i love my bath time like that's like a sanctuary time for me and like Mm -hmm. i make it a vibe i do all the things but like if i've especially had a challenging day for whatever reason i take it up a notch because like i that's how i feel safe and that's how i feel loved and nurtured when i do this and i'm even when i'm dating a partner or a partner's getting to know me they are learning how to take care of me which Mm -hmm. then equips them with like oh alex just mentioned she had a rough day okay I know what she does for herself on rough days. Now I'm going to go assist with that and be like, babe, I drew you a bath, right? Like whatever it is. But when we take care of ourselves and we follow it through with our action and we just start by communicating to our partners, like, you know, I'm, I'm really stressed out. This is how I take care of myself. Then they can actually learn how to nurture our happiness with us. They're not responsible for it, but they can cater to it. And I just wanted to hit that home because I, I agree with you that I think Tiffany needs both of those, right? Like, it's not just cultivating her own happiness, but it's making sure that she can articulate to Brett, like, how to how to assist in meeting her needs when she has them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Without those two, I really, like, I think they're going to be fine, and I think they'll figure it out, but there might be some growing pains to get there. Yeah. You know? Like, what happens okay. if he's Every not making... Every relationship goes through growing pains. It's just, pains. like, what happens if he's not making you happy that day? They're in a, yeah. an incredibly honeymoon phase of their relationship where they're all about each other. Their sexual chemistry is on 10. Like For real. I'm still trying to get over that scene we saw. I know. <laughs> I just think that like they are like, yeah, he's making you happy. That's amazing. He, You deserve to be with someone that like makes you feel really good. What what is going to happen if he doesn't make you happy that day? Right. Does his yeah. value as a partner go down? Yeah. That's what I'm curious about. Mm. Okay. No. Irina and Zach, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. You were talking about the split? The call yeah. and it quits? Yeah. Um, I felt like Zach mm. was already going to talk to her, and then he talked to her, and Irina was like, giving him the business and he was like all right i guess we should call it oh she, that's what she had asked she was like can we uh i think that we should sit separately on the on the plane ride home plane home yeah and he was okay, like cool. yeah i think we should call it i because i think that like she i think from her i'm pers- glad he said it me too I, from her perspective she's like i've been trying so hard um but from his perspective, he's like, you're actually not trying hard at all. You're just pushing me away. You've been pushing me away. Like, we sleep on opposite ends of the bed. And and he didn't say this, but I'll say it. But, like, and then you, like, want to get to the 
airplane and you just want more and more space, like, yeah, girl, you don't fucking like him. He, she is lucky. Yeah. She is lucky that he called it out and didn't just agreed stick around, stick around, Drag stick around, stick around. Mud. Because, yeah, because she, I don't think that she was prepared to just be honest and straightforward to be like, it's not working. No. I think she would have taken it all the way up to the wedding date. Kind of similar to to like Bartisa Nancy from last mm-hmm. season. I do. I think I mm-hmm. think she would have just like drug it out and tried to like ignore the fact and like even worse than Bartisa Nancy because like at least they were having sex. Like right. she won't touch him with a nine foot pole. Yeah. Um. Apparently none of the girls. Here's will. what I don't. Crazy. Yeah. Um. Here's what I don't like about how this interaction. So they agree to split. And then they really start kind of knit, like going after each other with these little fucking comments. Did you hear these goddamn okay. comments? The comment. The they, they were like, okay, we're over. Let me hurt you. Let me hurt you. Ha ha ha. Hurt, hurt, hurt. Laugh. The hurt. comments. <laughs> and then the immediate. It was so bad. The immediate transition to two casual of friends talking about Irina's feelings about Paul. I was like, you guys. For real. This is like. Toxic. I just like. Where's the room for you to feel like people and be kind of hurt by this? Yeah, like and just be all? like, yeah, and just be like, ooh, like, yeah, we tried. At least we tried, and like, and like, just leave each other with respect and like kindness instead of this, like, you know, Zach saying like, well, I don't know how hard you tried, and then Irina being like, well, I wanted to leave you when I saw you. It's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. pump the goddamn brakes, y'all, like. Yeah. I really feel like they were both hurting and like subliminally trying to hurt the other person and like yeah. laugh about it. Like I'm not trying to hurt you, but I'm going to say this really hurtful thing to like throw a dagger at you. Yeah. And it was just like really immature and icky and gross. Um and yeah, Zach starts to say like I thought of Bliss the entire time. Um, Zach says you should have picked Paul. Irina says, yeah, I realized that. She admits um, sh- it's fucked up that she likes her best friend's fiance. Like, it just got really weird and icky. And then Zach yeah. was like, weirdest breakup ever. And I don't even yeah. think Irina, like, really clocked any of it, I think. Acknowledged it. Yeah. I. I yeah. I, I think <laughs> I, I maybe this is unfair, but Irina seems like her emotional intelligence is just like on two yeah yeah so bad i cannot give you a zero so i shall give you a one and and zach's seemed a little bit more reactive to his hurt yeah agree that's my assessment it's my hypothesis I also don't believe Irina when she's like, I've never treated anyone this way before. I'm usually so affectionate. And it's like, I really don't see that. Yeah. I agree. Okay. It's felt a little too natural. So what happens next? Um, Then I guess everyone goes home. Yeah. Everybody goes home and Zach meets up with Bliss. Yeah. Zach meets up with Bliss and, um, I can tell that Bliss is, like, guarded, which at first I was like, Bliss, you're so guarded. You just met this guy that you had this kid. But then I was like, okay, I get it. Like, he did tell her he loved her and then broke up with her, and, like, she worked really hard for their connection. And then, like, so I I, I can – And Zach was an idiot. Yeah, I can appreciate (laughs) that she would show up to a meeting with him and not be like, oh, my God, thank God you're here, you know? Let me throw myself at you. Yeah. 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 Just trying to make him work for it a little bit. 
did we figure out where they and i'm not gonna lie are they gonna date now or did they say no i can't did we even get close did no. we get closure on <laughs> where they're at now? no 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 <laughs> they, they left they left the that meeting as like he was like i'd like love to i hopefully we get to see each other again hopefully i'd love to talk to you again and she was like yeah well we'll see okay yeah cool so cliffhanger yeah cliffhanger cliffhanger awesome. on zach and, and bliss Okay, who's next? Oh, uh, okay, Chelsea, we go to, I just had to bring this up. We go to Chelsea's apartment with Kwame, and first thing I see, she is a fucking squatty potty, my girl. She's got a squatty potty. I missed it. Yeah, she's got a squatty potty. Fuck, that's great. They literally, like, went into the bathroom and just, like, (laughs) my BFF squatty potty in her bathroom. Yeah. But, so what we get to see is that, like, uh... Chelsea's apartment is like very pink themed and Kwame was a little like ah like what are we doing and then we learn like Chelsea says her experience with her ex that she used to live with was he was pretty controlling over what these are her words he was pretty controlling over how the space was decorated I never really got to explore so when I moved into my own apartment I was finally free and I could just like self-express the way that I wanted to and I I think what she's saying outside of what she literally said, was I let my inner child out for the first time in a long time. And that showed up in pink. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. I loved it. I thought it was so great that she could articulate that. She was aware of that, and she allowed herself to do that. Like, I've done similar shit. Like, this was this was great. The more I get to know Chelsea, the more I'm like, I would be friends with you. Yeah. yeah. We could be friends. Yeah, could be friends. she's she a hang. little intense, but like, love her. She can be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So I didn't really have anything else to add to that. No, no. I think Kwame cool. kind of just like was just like there. I think once he heard about her experience with her ex, I think it was probably pretty important to him that he like withheld any judgment or even jokes about the space. Yeah. Because I think that he learned pretty quickly that this was more meaningful to her than he would have assumed. Which, that's a point to all of us listening and paying attention. Let people know why stuff is important to them. That way you can set your partner up for success in making sure that they trend, they tread lightly on sensitive topics for you and they do it with caution. Yeah. And consideration. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was great. Yeah, Ahmed was but, like really accepting of it. Yeah, better than him walking in and being like, "This looks like the inside of a fucking fuck Jigglypuff." Is- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No> Jigglypuff. <laughs> um, then, then we see. <laughs> it's what I imagine the inside of Jigglypuff. I don't know like. why. <laughs> that got me so. Good. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Just looks like Jigglypuff's like innards. <laughs> Love her. Okay. Where are we going next? Tiffany introduces Brett to her friends and family, or like uh, her friends. They're but all maybe, about maybe it. there's like a si- yeah. maybe there's like a sister in there. I did love hearing like how her friends were talking about Tiffany. It made me cry a little. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I just I again I'm selfish, so I was just thinking about how my friends, like a table full of some of my closest friends, talking to. A new partner being like, you're the luckiest person alive <laughs> to, to, to have this experience with our friend. Like, 
she's rock solid. Yeah. And because, and I, I, like I say, I'm joking and I'm like, I'm selfish because it's like, sounds like I just think that I'm the shit, which I strict I do. But I also know, I also know that my (laughs) friends would talk about me this way. Yeah, we would. 100%. Right? Like, I think that you You're guys, I think that you guys would be like, listen, like, for this is a big deal. You guys care about me so much that it, you, there would be this notion of this is a really big deal for, for me to see my friend with someone and for me to feel good about what's happening next. You gotta be, you yeah. gotta be pulling out the stops, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you better treat her right and know what you have. And not even like the I'm empty threats, the but like but like <laughs> the person that you think that she is, she is. So Yeah, exactly. Get wise. One hundred percent. Anyway, I did love that. Yeah. Agreed. Green Lock, it was cute. Green I love that for they Tiffany's were like, like friends. Yeah. And I also loved that they were comfortable with the PDA in front of her friends. Like, yeah. he wasn't shy about being like, let me show you. I love this girl. Like, yeah. it was cute. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, who's next? Well, uh, we really... Paul and Micah have sex. Oh, it yeah. seems like they're developing well. Yeah. Um, yep. The end. She's expressing that she feels stronger with... Uh, Paul as time goes on this is also Paul opens up to her about what happened with Irina so then mm-hmm. Micah and Irina have a chat which I can I talk about one like huge red flag that I saw in this conversation uh, yeah I saw many but yeah I would love to hear yours I know I I really I I saw one and I rewound it and played it back just to be like can I mark this as a red flag because to me it's red flaggy and I'm just gonna own it this was my biggest one that I saw Micah sits her friend down and is like, you're flirting with my fiance. I had your back the entire time. How dare you? Basically, without saying how dare you, but she yeah. was like that. And the first thing after, like, Irina did a good job at like letting Micah air it out. I was worried she might try to interrupt. She didn't. Yeah. But here's what she did do at the start of her sentence that I was like, don't lead with that. Like, it felt really icky. She leads with, I appreciate you a lot, by the way. Like, that's the first thing she says. Like, Micah unleashes, like, hey, confirmed you've been flirting with my guy behind my back. Mm -hmm. Not okay, because I called you my best friend. I had your back the entire time while everyone out there was, like, not a fan of yours. Yeah. And then the first thing Irina says is, I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, to me, it felt really, like... Manipulative. Yeah, it felt manipulative. It wasn't like, I'm so sorry. Like, you're right. Eventually she got there. Yeah. But, like, it just, it felt like she was trying to, like, inflate Micah by, like, being like, I appreciate you so much. It didn't feel genuine at all in that moment. It just felt like I need to say this to, like, tell you what you want to hear so you stop coming at me is, like, how it felt for me. Like, if it was genuine, it, like, it would have been, uh... Like, it would have been expressed a little differently, sort of like, damn, you're right, blah, 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 blah. Like, and also, honestly, that really sucks because you really have been there for me. And, I, I, and I've appreciated yeah. the kind of friend that you've been. And yes. So, so that disgust wouldn't have been such a big issue for me if it was welded into her taking accountability. 
apology exactly <clears throat> but it didn't even start there it was just like i appreciate you a lot like yeah. not even like i appreciate you bringing this up with me instead of letting it fester like if she did that i would have been like okay i get that but it just was like i appreciate you a lot by the way um like what do i say next it was just yeah. like oh it felt really like not okay so what were your red flags uh well it i was, also it's definitely sorry. that what tell me I was just dying at what, like, how Micah, like, threw Irina under the bus. She's like, it doesn't matter. He doesn't feel the same way about well, it anyway. Well, that was sort of my next <laughs> I red flag. I was dying laughing. Okay. It's sort of my next red flag, but not, but I, like, but more from, like, like a sociological standpoint. Like, I understand why this, right. that happened because uh, Micah's position is feeling threatened. I don't think she's feeling threatened by Irina, but I think she's just sort of, like, the claws are out, like, <laughs> You know, and she wants to put her in her place. Yeah, she wants to put her in her place, and I think that there are healthier ways of doing that. But what Micah chose was, well, he's not even interested in you. It's he doesn't want to talk to you anymore. He's not gonna be talking to you. Like he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't anyway because he's not interested. So like, you know, power play m- made. For real. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, she didn't have to go in like that. She could have established it differently, but she didn't. So what has also been interesting is, like, people are – it's interesting to hear the other girls start to get their own takes on how Micah and Irina are as, like, a duo, as a pair. They called them frickin' frack. They're starting to catch on. Yeah. I know. I wrote the same note down. I was like, thank God. So, like, it's not even just us picking up on this dynamic. Like, the entire crowd. It's so bad. And, like, Irina, like, I'm obviously not happy with Micah, but, like, the best flirting with your best friend's fiancé? Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Calling him sexy? Yes. I'm going to tell you. Touching his face? I'm going to tell you how many times. Playing with his beard? Yeah. I'm going to tell you how many times I have called my friend's husbands sexy, touched their beards, or told them what I thought of them once I met them in person. Zero. (laughs) Just zero times. Oh my god. I can't right now. Yeah, zero. I just like Why is that even okay? Think your inside thoughts inside. <laughs> Tell yes. someone else. But it does make for good television, so I guess there's that. For real. Okay. Um, I'm curious what's going to happen with them as friends. Micah and Irina? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I think it's either going to get blown up even more or it's just going to be non-existent. Like, those are really the only two trajectories it's going to take true all right do we want to end it on Kwame and um oh about Chelsea yeah so the cliffhanger is like Chelsea's parents or maybe just dad that was kind of unclear to me are about to show up at Chelsea's house and Kwame is like Chelsea's nervous and then Kwame's kind of quiet and then he's like I think your energy your anxiety is bleeding into my anxiety but I do think that this was, like, again, unintentionally a little gaslighty because Chelsea's obviously having a hard time, and Kwame's pretending like he's not bothered by it at all. Um, like, by the situation, by, like, the circumstance. And I get that he, what he's trying to say. And, like... What? Go, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, I think what he's trying to say is, like, I'm, like, I'm not... 
I'm the one that has to perform here. Like, just trust me. Why? He's basically saying, why are you stressed out? I should be the one stressed out. But he's, but it's like, dude, okay, so are you stressed out or are you not stressed out? And while she is stressed out, telling her that she shouldn't be stressed out and that you should be more stressed out than her is not actually fucking helpful. So really, you're just invalidating yeah. her again. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say is like, even if you are totally cool, calm and collected and you're not worried about meeting Chelsea's family, get curious about why she's freaking out because it most likely she knows them better than you know them. So like lean on her expertise of her parents because I've been in Chelsea's situation before. I remember the last time I was introducing a partner to my wild family before I ended up cutting my parent out. I was Chelsea. Mm. I was like, oh my God, are you sure you're ready for this? Because like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> like, yeah. like I was really worried about it because I know in like in my in my situation and I don't want to like project this onto Chelsea, but I am curious if this is why she's so anxious about it. In my situation, I I had an unhealthy family member that was very moody and unpredictable and like inappropriate in in you know right. inhumane ways like just and yeah. i was really worried about how these two human beings were going to connect right yeah and you know so what what we need to do when our partners are like tripping about like oh my god like i'm happy that you're going to meet my family i want you to meet my family but i'm freaking out about it like sit with them and and again get curious like okay i'm hearing and like reiterate what they're saying i'm hearing you're really anxious and worried about this is there anything i can do to support you what's your biggest fear is there anything i can do to like have this meeting go b- better according to plan like you tell me what your dad likes she mentioned she's specifically worried about her father so it's like tell me more about that why specifically your father right what has it been like introducing partners to him in the past you know is there anything i should know beforehand like just have that conversation and, and let them express themselves. That would be incredible. And if you don't do that, how about asking if she wants like a cuddle? I felt like he was, I felt like she was freaking out and he was mad at her for being upset. Agreed. I think he was a little irritated about it. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like if you can't help, maybe just hug her. Like, yeah. I don't and know. I- there's a part of me that's like, does Kwame not understand? Because like maybe Kwame has like a really tight knit, accepting, welcoming, warm family. So in his mind, he's like, why are you freaking out? Because he is taking his experience and projecting that onto Chelsea's fam. But it's like, you can't do that. And that's, that's really not emotionally intelligent in this moment. So yeah, it's just like, not all families are equal. And if your partner's tripping, like we gotta, we gotta do something. We can't just be like, you need to calm down because now you're making me anxious. That's right. like the worst thing you can say to someone. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Totally ineffective. So what are we ditching? I'm going to say we're ditching that. That. <laughs> we're ditching that. We're ditching We're that. ditching the fact that when our partners have emotions, if they inconvenience us, we tell them to shut it down. Instead, let's get curious. If you maybe need space, be like, babe, I understand that you're anxious right now. Give me five minutes. I need to go just like for a quick walk. Or would you like to go with me on this walk? Like, you know, yeah. like something. But don't just shut them down and invalidate them. I totally okay. agree. We are also ditching the fake need of closure. You don't need closure. For it doesn't real. exist. It will just continue to open all of your shit back up. Your heart, your genitals, like it just, your your third eye. 
your mind. <laughs> like <laughs> those your sex organs, those it. sex organs are going to open up every time you're like, I just need to meet to have closure. What happens half the time? Y'all fuck. Tell me. Yeah. Don't I'm lie to yourself. Don't fucking lie to yourself. Yes. And you know what? We when know. People, yeah. When we people know. tell when people tell me this, like personal people in my life are like, yeah, we're gonna meet up and we're gonna get closure. And if you're listening to this, like you know how I feel about this. I'm like, for what purpose, dog? What are you doing that for? You don't need to. And then when they're like, well, one thing led to another, I'm like, yeah, I fucking told you yeah, so. Yeah, of course. My goodness gracious. So oh, man. Yeah. Just don't do it. You don't need closure. You're looking for an ego boost and you're looking to be validated. What we are bringing in is we're addressing our very normal desire to be validated and we are going to individually figure out how to meet that need in a safe, healthy, and likely independent way. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Well, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure you uh, snap a photo of it, share it to your Instagram story, give us a tag at this Descript Pod, and then follow us on Instagram and TikTok at this Descript Pod. And if you have a question you want us to answer, head to our website, thisdescriptpod.com, and submit it there. And don't forget, we also have free 30 minute sessions if you want to hang out with us on Zoom for 30 whole minutes to help you answer your specific problems. And you can apply for that at digitalscriptpod.com slash We're going to go eat. Goodbye. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. <laughs>